Dear friends, welcome to another edition of Forum 2000 Online Chat. My name is Arzu Gebula, and today our guest is Leonid Drapkin, the coordinator with Ovade Info, a Moscow-based human rights organization dealing with issues of freedom of assembly and political persecutions. Leonid, welcome to this edition of Forum 2000 Online Chat. Leonid, um, I follow over the websites uh, for recent updates about protests in Russia and any other relevant developments uh, related to that. But for the audience listening um, to this interview and hearing about over there, maybe for the first time, can you please explain what is over there, uh, what it does, and your role in the organization? Yes, so our organization um, is quite big. Uh, today, so we have over 60 employees. Uh, that's why we have different branches, departments, but uh, so, as you said, we mainly deal with uh, freedom of assembly and other civic rights, such as freedom of association, freedom of uh, speech, etc. And we provide people help. And how do we do it? Uh, we believe in our motto, which states that information protects. And it means that once the information is well known, uh, is uh, distributed in different sources, then uh, the person who faced any difficulty, for example, a detention or arrest or any pressure from the government or from whoever, then he feels safer when every, everyone around knows about it. And uh, this is the first uh, way to help a person. And the second way is direct legal help. So we provide lawyers uh, to people in police stations when they are detained on uh, public rallies. Uh, we provide uh, legal help to them in courts, in Russian court, and we also help uh, them to apply to uh, European Court for Human Rights. Uh, so the the whole, we, we, we provide them help during the whole process um, of this. And uh, how so we are well known in our society for our hotline. It works 24 hours, seven days a week. And uh, uh, when you are detained in any point in Russia, you can call us and tell us the information. And from that point, we launch our mechanism of helping again. So we publish some news and we provide you legal help in your city. And we, uh, over the last year, we have, so, so we have about 30, 40 cities where we can provide uh, lawyers, which is very good, including the far east of Russia, Khabarovsk, Vladivostok. So we work with both uh, these cities. And uh, the other way to contact us is our Telegram bot. Uh, it's um, Telegram is, uh, well, I guess, uh, well, it's uh, very, the most popular, one of the most popular messengers in Russia, and you can text us. So this is the same thing as a hotline, but it's more up-to-date uh, way of communication. And uh, as of today, there are over 1,000, 1, of uh, people who use it. And uh, speaking about hotline, uh, for example, during a recent process, protests in the end of January, uh, or so from the 23rd of January to 2nd of February, we got over, I guess, 10 or 15,000 calls on our hotline. So in order to proceed 
these calls, we have many volunteers who helps us in such uh, difficult periods. And uh, so this is our, this is why we are so resilient because like uh, our organization uh, was established around 10 years ago and initially it was a volunteer organization. And uh, 10 years ago, there were two volunteers out of, well, and nobody else. Now we have more, many employees, but still volunteers is a, is our well, basis. Is This is our, it's not a support, it's more than a support, this is just a core of us. Also, uh, we, uh, our uh, activities is uh, funded um, by crowdfunding, so by private donations. And uh, it is now around 90% of our budget and uh, there are 24,000 people in Russia who donate us on a monthly basis, so recurrent, recurring donors. And um, that's why, well, it's a great feeling not because of, not only because of money we get, but also because we know that we do something uh, which is needed by our civic society. So it's more than just a money. It is about the feedback that we get because uh, we know that we don't work for, uh, for, for a fund or for, uh, for anyone else, but it's our beneficiaries who uh, supports us and uh, it's 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 a great feeling also in addition to uh, help the person who is already in trouble we try to work with system changes so we publish some articles we publish some instructions on how to behave in different situations and so we believe that the more our society know about their rights and not only rights but about problems which is in our society, then the mechanism of changing uh, launches and uh, more people think about it and they understand the issues and try to solve it or to, well, oh, it's enlightenment work. Uh, we do it. And also we work with um, uh, government. Well, uh, so we, we try to push some initiatives. We see, if we analyze the current uh, laws that are in Russia. We analyze the uh, the way these laws are applied, and based on it, we publish some recommendations on what should be changed in order to bring more freedom to Russia. Um, and we also send some um, um, uh, complaints to state bodies local or uh, well in different regions or in uh, Russian Federation in general and so kind of advocacy work um, yeah that's that's we, we start sometimes petition but that's more or less it I think in in just uh, in general this is what we do and you Thank asked you. me about my role in it and I'm a uh, general manager of uh, everything what's going on here. Well, thank you so much for giving this detailed description. It sounds like you have your hands full with all the different um, directions that you work in. It's it's fascinating. I'm 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 really a big fan of the work that um, Ovida does. Uh, it's it's really remarkable how quickly also you assemble this information and you publish it on the website. It's really it's really uh, great.
Um, Leonid, my, my next question is about the protests. You briefly mentioned them. You, you spoke about the protests that we saw in January. Um, but I would like to talk to you about the protests that we just saw last week. Thousands of people um, across Russia um, took the streets. They joined the unauthorized um, rallies to protest against uh, Navalny's arrest. Um, your organization reported over 1,000 arrests. Um, and um, obviously, these are not the first protests that we've seen. Um, what can you tell us about um, these protests in terms of their demographics? Um, I've seen a lot of reports where um, there are a lot of young people on the streets, uh, you know, calling for change, obviously wanting a different political um, environment. Uh, but you are there, you're observing um, it more closely, you're reporting on it. What can you tell us about the demographics? Um, who are the people on the streets? Mm -hmm. So... First of all, can I make two remarks to your uh, question? Uh, we reported almost 2,000 uh, detentions. And mm -hmm. secondly, I guess you mentioned that these rallies was, was unauthorized, but we in our organization don't believe in this term. So we have constitution and uh, it states that anyone can uh, assemble wherever they want if it's peaceful. And uh, yes, there is a mechanism of authorization of assemblies and peaceful rallies, but this is, uh, we believe, uh, it should not exist. All rallies, they are rallies, no matter whether it's authorized by government or not. So rallies is rallies. And um, answering your question, um, we see that, um, of course, I know more about those who were detained rather than these who were just on the streets because we work with uh, victims of covered current uh, regime. But uh, I can tell you that uh, the demographics is very, very, uh, it's, 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 there is no, uh, everyone is on the street. Uh, elder people and younger people, we see uh, over these three months and, and also uh, a week ago on 21st of April, uh, there were um, rallies in many cities. This is what we, I guess, we didn't see previously. But or so we 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 saw uh, detentions in almost uh, 100 cities in Russia, uh, which means that at least at 100 cities there were rallies, maybe more. But <laughs> so uh, this is and in big cities, in small cities. Uh, on the north, on the south, east, west, so the whole country. And um, what is funny, our government is quite sexist, uh, and that's why if you are female, uh, there is a less uh, probability to get a fine, or to get arrest, rather. So if you are female, you most likely get a fine, not arrest. But if you are male, then you may go to arrest for several days. Uh, because of violation of uh, these rights. And uh, yeah, we see this correlation. Uh, yeah. That's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I've heard in other countries this sort of tendency where police um, applies different kind of um, pressure and intimidation against protesters based on their gender. So it's, it's interesting to hear that you, um, you've also observed this in yeah. Russia. And, and according to law, it's not only a practice, but also in our law, if you have a, if you are a female and you have a children under 14, uh, you cannot be arrested. Uh, 
Uh, when I say arrest, it means up to 30 days uh, because it's administrative case. We have criminal cases, which is very bad, and administrative cases, which is not that bad. So up to 30 days. You cannot be arrested. You will definitely get a fine. But if you are a male and you have a children under 14, there is no exceptions for you. Okay, so discrimination on legal basis yeah, yeah. as well. Okay, that's that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so my next question is once again about uh, protests, but this time I would like you to talk a little bit about um, the response. We've seen that it's been harsh, especially the way, and you just mentioned yourself, how the police has been um, going after male uh, protesters. Um, you know, the atmosphere on the ground amid all of this, um, all of the crackdown, um, all of the arrests and detentions, um, and of course, the recent decision by the Moscow uh, prosecutor office to designate uh, Navalny's um, anti-corruption foundation um, and the original uh, political headquarters um, as extremist groups. Um, so how would you describe the atmosphere now? Especially today, um, there is a, a hearing, as far as I understand from, from the news in his case. Um, what is... What's the atmosphere? What is the environment like? Um, how does the how do these developments impact um, people's uh, perception of the current situation in Russia? Well, uh, I can tell you that. Uh, well, on one hand, side, uh, even though that it's only hearing hearing is today about uh, marking them as extremists, but unfortunately. Uh, anti-corruption um, fund uh, has been threatened for many years, but especially over the last two months. And uh, it is great that they still do something. I mean, in such conditions, I'm uh, really uh, inspired by them, but also by Navalny, who tried to make political statements when he's starving in uh, jail. And also uh, because they do something. It, it's great, but um, unfortunately, uh, we see that uh, the, the, the pressure from the government is getting more and more higher. And um, several days ago, the most, uh, the biggest independent media in Russia was labeled as uh, foreign agent. Uh, we see that even though they're not yet extremists, I mean, Navalny's fund, but police uh, and uh, other uh, bodies uh, behave themselves with, with uh, employees of uh, anti-corruption uh, fund as with extremists, because we saw tortures on, on Wednesday, on Thursday in different cities, also uh, during the last weekend, we see um, we see some pressure on Navalny activists, and it's very very bad. And um, of course, uh, we feel that uh, government uh, introduced new ways of pressures, or not new ways, but they strengthen uh, the the older ones. And uh, of course, we try to to give a response because uh, civic society, it's uh, it's about uh, a response to, well, 
not, not only about this, but uh, also about the response to the pressure government makes on uh, this on our society. And the bigger the repressions, the more uh, the more new initiatives that deal with some problems. And uh, I'm I'm still optimist, even though that this week is very bad. We saw very bad things. But overall, I'm quite optimistic because we see that uh, civic society has many uh, new initiatives in pockets and we have many new people around us who can do something, uh, but, but government has already used all their, uh, all their weapons in, in that kind. Well, it gives me optimism to hear you talk about um, the creativity of the civil society in Russia and this urge and drive to, to keep going. Um, in the remaining time we have left, I have just two more questions um, to ask you. And one of them is about what are the most common charges pressed against people who are often detained in protests? Um, you've mentioned what almost 2,000 people were um, detained this uh, past week. What are the most common charges they are given in terms of administrative uh, offenses? Uh, yes, so, so uh, we have a special um, administrative article which is about uh, rules of public rallies. And if you violate this for the first time, you get a fine. If you violate it uh, in uh, the second, uh, repeat, uh, if you repeat this violation in a, in a year, then you may get a, a administrative arrest. And uh, in the in January we saw a lot of arrests, and it was unbelievably high. So in a week they arrested as much people as they arrested. Uh, over the last, I guess, 10 years uh, on this article. So uh, violation of public rallies, uh, of rules of public rallies. And uh, now on 21st of uh, April, uh, most of, uh, well, it's quite, sometimes you get a fine of uh, 20,000 rubles, which is $300. Yeah, more or less it. And uh, in many cases, you, you, you are sent to, well, this is not a jail, but it is, um, it's not, uh, it's, uh, well, special jail for administrative uh, cases, so-called spetsprijomnik, special um, place. Uh, and uh, you get, well, eight, 10 days there. Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of this, uh, you may also, get a criminal case because this is like 2,000 people were detained and over, I guess, 1,500 will get either fine or um, or uh, arrest. But some of them may get a criminal case opened, which means uh, you may go to jail for up to, I don't know, five years, six years. And we have, uh, they use different um, articles uh to blame you of them, for example, if you um, making violence to policemen or blocking the street, or if you, I said that if you repeat violation of uh, rules of public rallies two times, then you get arrest. But if you do it, I guess four times in a half, uh, no, in some period, four times in a row, 
then you may go to jail for uh, for several years. This is so-called Dadin article. And um, during January protests, uh, there are over 100 criminal cases opened. So over 100 people may uh, get to jail for, for several years. And uh, this is unfortunately what uh, can happen uh, to those protesters um, on 21st of April, because if about administrative case, you got to know immediately that you are uh, uh, um, you're accused of violation of it. But regarding criminal case, you may be accused a week later, a month later, a year later, whatever. Yeah, so it's quite difficult. And- and do you think it affects people who decide uh, whether or not to go on the street? I mean, obviously, this is not happening for the first time. And, you know, these are serious charges. Um, do you think these arrests and detentions and possible criminal cases affect the turnout rate of, of the people? Yeah, definitely. This is our field of uh, battle. Uh, but this is our battlefield, I mean, over the info and government, because they want to make it as... Uh, scary as possible so nobody go and we try to tell people about their rights about how to do how to behave and we our aim more or less is to to make these public rallies as um, safe as possible it's our battlefield and uh, of course sometimes uh, uh, well government doing uh, their bad job sometimes well well i don't have any further questions even though i think i could sit and talk to you for another hour just just asking you uh more questions about what's happening in russia but due to time um we have to cut it now thank you so much for your time for all these detailed explanations about what's happening in russia thank you for being hopeful despite it all i think it also gives a strong message to all of us um who are watching what's happening in russia closely who are observing the developments and also for the audience of Forum 2000, who I think are really going to um, find this interview informative. Thank you so much for um, joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, good luck. Thank you.